Yo, what's going on? Howie Spangler here. Tales from the Green Room. This is episode 78. 78! All right. Well, uh, I am hungover. It's Friday. Um, I'm hungover because it's Friday. I don't get drunk on Thursday nights. It's not like a thing that I do. I went to the Blink Show last night in Bristol, Virginia. Interesting. Interesting turn of events. We'll get into it. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about Lil Wayne uh, and sort of how he acted last night. And, you know, I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I just want to get into it, kind of figure it out. You know, we're all dealing with this. You know, we're all dealing, struggling with what happened last night. You know, it's a lot to process. I want to help you unpack it. Uh, It says he may be leaving the tour. You know, that's what all the articles are saying today. Um, But I was there. I watched him say those things, and uh, it was interesting. And I have some thoughts on it. Um, We'll get into it. Uh, I was in Nashville. I had a blast. I had a blast, man. I was there for a couple days. I was supposed to write with uh, two different groups, two different teams, I guess you you could say. Um, The one didn't pan out uh, this time. There was some unusual... Uh, on like health issues or something going on with uh, the guy's dad and uh, I hope everything's okay I hope that's you know uh, but I will I will return because the guy I know the guy was really stoked to work and work with me so um, anyway uh, worked with Jeffrey James and Dan Weller an Englishman uh, from England <laughs> uh, no great great guy um, I've known Jeffrey for a while as well um We've written together before. Uh, Jeffrey actually wrote Roller Coaster from the Girls album, if anybody's familiar with the Ballyhoo stuff. Uh, one of my favorites from that record. Um, anyway, I went to Nashville, had a great time. We wrote two songs. We thought we were going to come, come away with one, and then suddenly we busted another one out. And it was great because it started with... Uh, things that I was already working on. It's kind of weird when someone pitches you a brand new song that they came up with, someone that's not in your band. Um, someone that has no real stake in what you're doing. You know, they're just writing songs. And it, it was... So... And I'm open to it. We've done it before. But I like to write my own stuff, you know, for the most part. Or... I like to start with an idea that I have so they can build on what I'm doing. So sort of, it's a little more, feels a little more genuine, I guess. But at the end of the day, it's all about writing great songs. And if you can connect to it, that's really all that matters, you know? Um, and that's kind of what happened this week. I, I, uh, I had some, some riffs and some melodies and some words and we just kind of started there and we just started building. And Jeffrey came in with this big hook we wrote the song called California King, him and Dan and I. And it's really fun because you're just like, you're playing the riff over and over. And the other guys, you're all just kind of humming melodies and people are just singing, shouting out words. You're like, ah, fuck, that doesn't work. No, no, something else, something else. And then it's like something else comes. And it's like, I don't know, you start fleshing it out. It's a really fun process. And if you go to the Bally Hooligans page on Facebook, if you're not a member, go over there and check it out. Real positive community. Uh, a lot of hardcore fans and uh, I went on there and I, I went live while we were working on this song California King and 
just to kind of show the process. And uh, it, I don't know, it was, it was just great. It was, it was awesome. I'm glad people could be a part of that. You know, tear it down, tear it down. Like, it doesn't have to be so secretive. I understand that, like, as an artist, you want to kind of keep, uh, keep, the, keep things under wraps. I get it, you know, but this isn't Avengers. You know, it's like we don't have to, we're not signing contracts saying that no one can talk about this stuff. And um, It's music, it's fun, and I think people enjoy seeing the process, you know? Kind of being a part of it. So that's what I'm trying to do with these lives and things like that when I do it. Anyway, uh, look for those songs real soon. We're going to, yeah, we got to get these out. I'm just too, I'm too pumped. Um, let's see. Ballyhoo's playing some shows. Go to ballyhoorocks.com slash tour. Get tickets. Come see us. Uh, next week, it's just, it's going crazy. I think we've got three or four shows this month. And then everything kicks off in, in August with Revolution and then Pacifier and Cashed Out and, some festivals it's gonna be nuts uh merch we got tons of podcast merch go check that out at tales from the i'm sorry howiespangler.com um the whole summer line's looking good i'm seeing people wearing them in, in uh in their instagram stories and stuff love it thank you very much for the support and i think that's it i don't know let's talk about uh this blink 182 show last night and little wayne yeah, let's get into it. Here we go. Okay, so yeah, last night uh, took the kids to the show. Well, the kid didn't bring my daughter. She's too young. It just would have been a nightmare because it was like three and a half hours to get there. We, uh, it was. It, this horrible like thunderstorms one after another just getting pounded and um on 495 and if anybody's driven 495 you know how awful that is and then just put a big terrible uh natural thunderstorm event on top of that sky was black it was like you couldn't see anything it was wild um so it took us three and a half hours to get there normally like an hour 40 from where i live um outside of dc and uh we get there we missed neck deep i was bummed out because my son likes neck deep and um we walked like we started walking in and they were playing like one of his favorite songs by them december and uh by the time we got around the amphitheater like we skipped all the beer and all that stuff you know, me and daniel were gonna get beers and and uh then go in and we just like let's just, let's just go let's just go in because he's got to see he's got to see and by the time we even before we even got to the entrance like they were done you know so that sucked the traffic i apologized to him i felt that we left as early as we could and i thought you know giving ourselves three hours would be plenty of time for a less than two hour trip but you know um <clears throat> so uh we went back to went back to the beer line danielle and i got a beer each and then we walked inside and uh, found our seats and we had pretty good seats man like i bought the tickets Wednesday, you know, and the show was Thursday and we had great seats and there was, there was a few, there were a few seats that were empty in front of us. The place was pretty well sold. It, was, it wasn't like undersold or anything like that. It was, it was a nice looking crowd. It was, it was super packed. Um, so just as we're getting to our seats, uh, you hear that, you see that the lights go down, 
the intro music happens. About a minute later, minute and a half later, here comes Wheezy. And uh, I'm not like a fan or anything. I, I, didn't really, I haven't like listened to him. Um, but I was stoked to see him. You know, I was like, oh, this would be cool. You know, I haven't really been to a hip hop show. I can't even remember the last time I was at a hip hop show. We opened for Snoop a few years back and that was, that was rad. <laughs> that was really good. But, uh, you know, I hadn't um, been to a hip hop show in a while and it was nice, um, nice change of pace. And he had a full band with him and it was really live and it was loud. They had guitars and drums and it was cool. It was a nice, uh, a nice touch, you know, I think he would have, he probably would have slammed if it was just him and the DJ too, but it was, it was fun to have all the moving parts, you know? Um, so he comes on stage and everything seemed to be going well. He was smoking a blunt. He was just dancing around. He was rapping. He was doing his thing. People were rocking. Everybody around me was having a good time. They were like, you know, I see, I see some girls in front of me. They're all, they're rapping right along with them. And it was great. Um, and then, and then this happened. I just want the people to know, if you're wondering, please forgive me, but I am so not used to performing to a crowd and there's not too many, you know, like steel foam. That's not my swag. I'm not sure how long I'm gonna be able to do this tour, but make some noise for Blink-182 for including me anyway. This might be my last night though, let's go. What? What happened? Like, it was weird, man. Like, I kind of, I think we all thought it was a joke, you know? Like, maybe he says this every night to sort of generate, like, some buzz or get people talking or, you know, I don't know, just be silly or something. And um, I don't know, it was weird. From that point on, he just was sort of, be seemed to be, like, going through the motions. And it was, uh, it was I don't know. I could just tell. Like, as a performer myself, I could see it. You know, I could see he wasn't having a good time after that. Um, and I think he, like, it was nice that he shouted out Blink-182 and everything for having him on the tour. Um, you know, I okay, so I know what it's like, okay? I know what it's like to feel like the crowd isn't feeling you. And I put this, I, I put a, that tweet up last night. And I woke up this morning. And my tweet was a part of the Twitter moments. It's getting like insane retweets and likes. <laughs> um, I didn't even hashtag him or anything. It's just there. I just woke up and I got all these replies and shit. It's crazy. I've never had this many, like this much engagement on Twitter. Um, so I just said, I definitely know what it's like to feel like the crowd isn't feeling you, uh, but you got to power through it. I thought Little Wayne was rocking it tonight at the Blink, at the Blink show. But then he walked off stage. I think people were just taking it in because they hadn't seen him before. And then it's just like I got like almost 500 likes and 54 retweets at this point right now that I'm recording this. Uh, people are replying back. Um, Dude, he has to keep going regardless of ego. Health is one thing, family one thing, but this, damn. And I agree with that. I do agree with that. Um, I don't know what he, what he expected. It was probably a bunch of emo rock people in the crowd. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, in Northern Virginia during a severe thunderstorm while touring with two pop punk bands. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us thought that 
when they announced the tour months back, <clears throat> I know I kind of looked at it like, really? Okay. I mean, this could be cool. You know, it's, uh, and I know that he's, from what I've seen, like he's kind of in that like skater kind of crowd. Like I remember uh, years ago performing in like board shorts and I think even slinging a guitar here and there. Um, so he kind of worked his way into that crowd. So maybe it seemed like uh, this could be cool. It's different, but it could be cool, you know. And like I said, it was it was fun to watch. I had, I enjoyed myself. He had he had pyro and the uh, the video walls were great. Like I mean, the band was sick and on point, and he he was just killing it. He was smoking a blunt, just out there killing it. And it was it was fun to watch. Uh, it's not rocket scientists, or it's not rocket science. Uh, rap is a young man's game. It is the only music that remains current. An old head like me who used to think his music was trash has now been joined by the younger generation who no longer enjoy his style. Find a new bag, Wheezy. Best days are long gone. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, you know, don't don't hate. <laughs> I mean, like I said, uh, it, I thought it was enjoyable. Um uh, this Lexi James music says, totally agree with you. I'm a country singer who was once questionably booked to open for a Grateful Dead tribute band, uh, parentheses, that went over well. But you power through and you give your all. That's what's important. Be a pro. Yeah, I agree with this. You know, it's uh, I've been in situations where I've, I've toured with bands um, where a few shows in, you start going, oh, this might not be the right thing to do um and every tour that we've come off of we've learned from i mean we learn from everything that we do even when you think you know something you learn something else about it and uh we you know we'll, we'll come away with some fans and even when it's even if it's like the weirdest kind of lineup but uh yeah, I've definitely been on tours where you're like, okay, this really isn't the vibe, and I kind of wish this was over now. I've definitely felt like that. But to leave the tour, I mean, maybe, you know, he probably has money. He basically has fuck you money, you know, to be like, okay, I don't need to do this tour. I'm going to be fine. Um, not to say that that's what you should do. You know, I think there were probably many talks about this, probably many talks about, you know, hey, I don't know who brought it up. We'll have to look this up and see, like, who proposed the idea. Was it Blink's management? Was it his management? Was it like a, like, who reached out first? And what was the reaction, you know? Um, I could see, like, Travis Barker being totally down with that. Uh, I actually don't know if he's worked with, with uh, Lil Wayne in, in the past or not, but um, everybody knows that Travis is, he works on all kinds of projects. It doesn't matter what genre, as long as he's into it, he's, you know, he's in, he's going to do it. And uh, so I can imagine maybe it was his idea or he was definitely down when he heard the idea. Uh, Little Wayne, who knows, you know, I mean, Blink's a huge pop punk band from the nineties that still goes strong. All the stuff comes out, they, they, they crush. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they're like, yeah, that actually could be kind of cool. Um, and I'm sure there were times, there were moments of like, oh, I don't know, this might be weird. What are they? What are what are their fans going to think? Are they going to like it? Are they going to have fun? You know, I'm probably all. I'm sure all that stuff went through their heads. Um, 
But I don't know. I think people, like I said in my tweet, I think that it wasn't that people weren't hyped because I was hyped. And like I said, I don't even know the guy's music. I've heard a few songs here and there, but I don't really know anything about the guy. And um, I was having a good time, man. I was like, this is dope. This is fun. I was just drinking a beer and my son was right there and we were just, we were having fun. And uh, everyone around me was having fun. And it just feels like, I don't know. What I've learned about this is that even though it's not your fan base, your typical fan base, you're, you know, bands hook up with other bands to try to attract other fans from, you know, um, we go out with other bands because we want to know, we want to see if we can get them to like our music and start listening and, you know, them to come to our own shows when they happen. Um, that's the whole reason you support on a tour. Um, and you hook up with other bands and, you know, so I don't know for him to just, man, it just really, it was a bummer. It was a bummer to see, you know, I, I don't fault the guy. I'm not mad. Like I may, I can see where someone would be upset because yesterday we had to get through thunderstorms and the tickets were, you know, they weren't super expensive, but they weren't cheap, you know? And, you know, you're taking, you're probably getting a babysitter or, you know, it's just, there's a lot that goes into it as a fan attending a show, especially a show like that. Um, you're in an amphitheater, there's like 15,000 people or something. I don't, I don't know how many place how many people the Jiffy Lube live live holds, but um, you know, there's just a lot. You're paying for parking. We're not, yeah, you're not paying for parking. That's inclusive. You're paying for gas and food and, you know, the beers are expensive and, you know, um, you're expecting to be entertained and have a great night and sort of get away for a few hours. And you see this guy, this rich guy up there that doesn't like the crowd he's playing in front of and he just stops after like five songs, maybe five songs. It was roughly 20 minutes. And I, I looked at Danielle, I looked at my watch, I looked at her, I was like, I think, like we just got to these seats and as soon as we got to the seats, he started. Like we've only been here like 20 minutes. And, uh, every, and I started hearing people chattering around me like, yeah, that was short, you know. And we kind of thought it was a joke. And, and then I was like, well, maybe he's only agreed to do, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, you know. And then you start thinking about the things that he said. I don't know. And then I, I heard a, like towards the end of like, I don't know, maybe the fourth song or something like that. I heard him say to his DJ, you know, between verses, he looked over his DJ and he's like, hey, you know, kind of off the mic a little bit. He's kind of like over here. He's like, hey, go straight to, you know, whatever. I don't know what the name of the song was, but go straight to that. I heard him say that. Go to that one. Just go to that one. And to me, that's like, oh, we're just going to go to the banger when it closes us out. And that's exactly what happened. He, like the band kind of stopped towards the end of that song. And he's just like, all right, I can't remember exactly what he said. Thank you all so much. This might be my last night. I don't know. Or something like that. Thank you, Blink-182. And he's just like, okay, bye. And he just set the mic down on the stage and he just walked off. And then the band did this big, big outro. It was awesome. The band was sick. Um, he just walked and left and that was it. And we thought he was going to come back out and he didn't, <laughs> it was like the changeover music. So, uh, Blink came on early, like, uh, I think right around nine o'clock. Um, I think they were supposed to come on later 
they came on early, I guess, to fill the fill the gap. But uh, I mean, they they killed it. Blink Blink was great. Um, Mark made a made a comment. I don't know if it was specifically directed towards him, but it was the timing was definitely right. He said something like, uh, "This is our last song," and it was because uh, they did they did Enema of the State front to back. Sorry if I'm blowing this for anybody that's still going to the show. You probably should know by now they're they're playing the record front to back. Great record. Uh, but they got to the last track, and um, he's like, all right, this is our last song. And everybody's like, oh. And then he's like, then we're going to play more, and then we're going to play some more. You know why? Because we're contractually obligated. And I'm going to steal that. I'm definitely going to use that at our next shows. I thought that was hilarious. So being that I know that those guys are naturally funny dudes, and they just say dumb shit like that, I don't know if it was like a like a diss towards uh towards wayne but they definitely were like how'd you guys enjoy wayne you know like awesome to have him out you know um and i think he was supposed to come out and perform with them as well i don't know if he's been doing that or not but i know they did that that video where uh they play what's my age again and they let him do the verses and then mark would sing the the hook so i thought that was going to happen like a little collab on stage but he never came out I don't know if he just straight up left or, or what but alright we're gonna take a short break we'll be right back and we're back talking about my thoughts on Little Wayne is he leaving is he not alright let's get back into it the show was great overall, but definitely interesting. And I couldn't believe that we, we witnessed that like later that night, last night, like I'm starting to see the articles from like alternative, alternative press and all that. Like little Wayne walks off stage in Bristol, Virginia, like, holy shit, this is actually happening. This is a real thing. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know that I've walked off stage because I wasn't stoked on the vibe. I've definitely stormed off stage because they cut us off because we played too long. <laughs> uh, that happened at Warped Tour a couple years back. I got pissed off because, like, I don't know, something happened with the time or our time got cut short. And we already knew that going in. We were supposed to play 30, but then we got cut to 25. And I just kept playing through, and I just wasn't thinking. And, and right in the middle of the song, they're like, they're like no, 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 you got to stop the stage manager. You got no, no. I was like, what the fuck? And I got pissed off, threw the guitar down like a baby and, and just stormed off stage. <laughs> oh, man. Important uh, knuckle puck had to go on after us and it was like weird. They're like waiting. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been kicked off stage for playing too long, but never, um, you know, walked off because I didn't like what was happening. Uh, I just feel like as a performer, you know, even if there's one person in the crowd. If it's an entire crowd of people that you've that have never seen you play before and they're there for the, the headliner band, the band that you're opening for, but there's one person out there and you don't even know. You don't know who's out there. You don't know if you have any fans out there. But even if there's only one, you still fucking play like it's your last show ever. You play like you're having the best time of your life. And I know that if you've never done this before, if you've never performed on stage and felt what it feels like, uh, that feeling of doubt 
of, um, oh my God, they don't like what we're doing. They don't like these songs. Why did I dress like this? What the fuck? Like all of those feelings, those anxiety feelings, if you've never felt that, then you can't truly understand. And I think it's very hard for people to judge if you've never done anything like that. Um, now, not saying you don't have the right to be upset because, you know, you bought the tickets and you made your way there. That That's all real, you know. Um, but take a second to try to understand what's going through someone's head. You, you have no idea what's going through someone's head sometimes. Um, people could be going through the worst thing, but they put this face on. It's a facade and they just make it happen, you know. In Wayne's case last night, he just couldn't get over it. And part of that is ego, for sure. Uh, I've been there. You know, you're like, you know, you're killing it at your own shows and people love love you and all that. But he kind of went back to, you know, uh, playing for people. I mean, he plays for his fans on a normal night, you know. And here he was playing for a bunch of people that had never seen him before, probably didn't know his music. Um, I understand the feeling, man. It's It's really weird, but... Even in my worst moments, that tour that I did with Real Big Fish and Anti-Flag, um, we opened for them, and this was in twenty January, February 2017. It was like less than two weeks after watching my dad die, right? It was the worst tour ever because, not because those bands aren't great and they're not good people. Everybody was awesome. They're killing it but I just wasn't in the right mindset I, you know it it sucked I, I I felt like the anti-flag kids weren't feeling us and and we weren't uh <clears throat> we weren't performing at the top level or at least I wasn't I felt like I was you know and I remember somebody commenting or tweeting or something saying man it just didn't seem like you guys were in into it tonight and I hated that I hated someone seeing that and then calling me on it um, because it was true. Like we, we kind of felt like, oh man, this tour is kind of weird and I don't know if we should be on it. Um, and we've toured with Real Big, Real Big Fish before many times. Um, it was the anti-flag that was kind of the, the wild card there because they're like heavy political punk rock and we're, we're not, you know, <laughs> like we play punk rock, but it's, it's more, uh, it's pop punk and, you know, just more happy-go-lucky and uh, all that. Um, and I just wasn't in the right headspace, man. It was really weird. And I honestly, it was seven weeks long and I just shouldn't have been on tour, but I couldn't cancel. I couldn't, we couldn't pull out. I wasn't going to do that to my guys. I wasn't going to do that to our fans. Um, I wasn't going to do that to Real Big Fish and Anti-Flag. I mean, I mean, they obviously can hold their own, but, you know, we contributed some fans and, um, you know, as a package and all that. I don't know. It was just a good, good thing. I didn't want to fuck it up. I just want to do, do what we were supposed to do. And, uh, sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do, especially when you're chasing a dream and, you know, you want to meet people and make new fans and all that. And that's where, that's where Lil Wayne failed last night. You know, um, obviously this is a weird matchup from the get and uh 
Um, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure there were many thoughts about, oh, I don't know, I don't know, but they did it. They did all the promo. It's like, dude, just get out there, do do your thing. You're gonna win people over. You know, just because they're not moving, and I had to, it took me a long time to learn this, and it still sucks. I, I like it's easy for me to say sitting here behind my desk right now, not on tour. Um, you you just because they're not moving around or they don't look hyped doesn't mean that they're not hyped. They're taking it in. They're it's new to them. They're actually. Like it's one thing when you're just bouncing around, throwing your hands up, having a good time, all that. But if, if if people are looking at you intently, you know, it's probably because they're like they're they are enjoying themselves and they're just like looking at it, they're taking it in. Um I'd rather have that than have somebody in the front row looking, you know, looking at their phone, which has happened. <laughs> people people get there extra early for some reason to get in the front row against the rail. Or against the stage, and then they sit there in the fucking phone the whole time. Or they just look at you like they're having the worst, like they just smell shit. Like they just, it's just, like someone shit their pants, or like maybe they shit their pants, and they're embarrassed to move or acknowledge it and let people know that they shit their pants. You know? They're just like, I'm just going to stay here in my shit pants until the show's over. And I'm not going to smile because I've got shit in my pants. And I think that's why. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I go back and forth on this. I'm not hating on the guy like at all. I'm just kind of explaining what I saw um, and what a lot of other people saw. You know, And it's in the papers today. I say the papers like that shit still exists. It's in the Twittersphere. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't judge someone because you just don't know. You don't know what they're going through. Um, at the same time, you're a professional. Be a professional. Get it done. All you got to do is go on stage for an hour and play your songs that you've played a thousand times. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I used to wait tables and bartend. And then I would go play shows on the weekends or leave for tour for months. I would come back and I would wait tables and bartend. And a lot of times I didn't like the people that I was fucking serving, you know, because they're entitled and I paid and I'm, I'm, you're providing a service for me and my soup is cold and these breadsticks are hard and... Um, why do you look like that? <laughs> you know, he could be doing that, but no, he gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to go on stage and play his songs for 60 minutes. Looking good. He came out looking fresh last night, dude. His band was looking fresh. The stage was Oh, the production. The production was, it was great. Fire. The video walls. It was so sick, man. Very enjoyable. I was having fun. And it just sucks. It, it sucks when you feel like that, you know? And sometimes that, that feeling is just hard to get over. But, oh man, on, on that seven-week tour, I, I didn't leave the stage, you know? 
I, we finished the set and then I stormed off, you know, where no one could see me. Um, and that's because I was going through some shit mentally, one of the hardest times of my life, you know. Um, I don't know. I go back and forth. Don't judge the guy. You don't know what he's going through, but you're a professional. Be a professional. Get, get the job done. These people came out to see you play, you know. I'm beating a dead horse now. But... I don't know. Like it takes a lot as a fan to to get to the show, and I think artists need to realize that. Um, I don't know. I wish we could have caught uh, neck deep. Draven, my son, really likes them. Um, Blink was great. It was, you know, they filled the space and they put on a great show. And Travis Barker with the that cage, that spinning cage on the drum kit, like so fun. <laughs> just looks like they're having the time of their lives, man. And that's all, that's why we do this. That's why we do this. I, I got, I got into this so I wouldn't have to answer to anyone. So I wouldn't, no one is my boss, you know? I've got management. We've got management that advises us and tries to change my mind on things that I'm set on. And sometimes the things that I'm set on aren't necessarily the best thing. So the management comes in and they say, hey, man, really? You should do this. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Here's your money. <laughs> uh, and then I'm like, okay, let's do what you guys said. That sounds better. You know, it's just, that's like the extent of it. Other than that, there's no rules. We do what we want. We're our, we have our own label. We do what we want. We go on the tours that we want to go on. We play when we want to play. I work on music all day long when I'm home. You know, I've set up something really cool for myself. It took a lot of work, a lot of years, quarter of a century. Next year, it'll be 25 years of this band. Um, I've been thinking of my music and being in a band for 25 years. You know, that's a long time. Every day, every day. Alexa, what's 25 times 365? 25 times 365 is 9,125. 9,125? 9,100 plus 25 equals 9,125. That's not what I... No, uh, Alexa, stop. <laughs> 9,100, okay, 9,000, what, is that right? Is that, that seems low. Alexa, what's 365 times three, uh, shit, hold on. Stop, no, Alexa, stop, Alexa, stop. What did I say? 25 years. Alexa, what's 365 times 25? 25 is 9,125. Okay. 9,125. Sure uh, okay, Alexa, stop. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> oh, man, I should have had, like, the Jeopardy music on trying to figure that out. Jesus Christ. You see how dumb I am with this thing? Like, I'll go to tell her to turn the lights on and off, and I'll just completely forget the room. Like, I'll be, like, right in mid-sentence, like, uh, uh, turn, 
turn off the uh uh and she's like what what do you want me to turn off I'm like god damn uh and she's like i'm sorry i didn't get that i'm like turn off the fucking basement lights please and she's like okay you don't have to be such a dick about it i'm like i know i'm sorry alexa uh, so 9,125 days in a row, I've been thinking about music and songs and what we can do to be better and how I can get, make sure that I don't have to work some stupid job for the rest of my life, you know? Um, and I'm sure he was the same way. I'm sure that when he started out, he was, he was pumped about fucking rapping and being a star you know, um, and he's created an empire for himself. So much so that he has fuck you money and he can just quit a tour whenever he wants. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. We're, uh, you know, we're still kind of in the early stages. Let me, let me see what's going on on the news here. Uh, Little Wayne, Blink-182, quit search that see what happens yeah I mean they're still coming here Lil Wayne is reportedly not loving the Blink-182 tour Lil Wayne appears to quit Blink-182 joint tour Lil Wayne ends set early during the show with Blink-182 threatens to quit Um, so this is as of two hours ago let's look at that one it's the most recent yeah these tweets are hilarious like I think Lil Wayne just quit the Blink-182 tour Yes, that's the same show. Played for like 20 minutes. Uh, okay, nothing. I, I want to see if like he's actually like did all the buses and the trucks like actually leave the tour. You know, are they going to because they would be they would be there by now getting set up. So I'm actually wondering if he even made it to the date today. I'm not sure where they're playing today. <clears throat> um CNN has reached out to reps for Little Wayne and Blink-182 for comment. So this will be interesting to see that how this unfolds. Um, I don't know. I feel bad for the people that came to see him. And, uh, you know, it's no easy feat. Hold on one sec. What's up, baby? Look, it's not working. It's not working? Oh, it's got an update. That's all. Here. Here. Let me see. Hit update and update again. Okay. There you go. It'll be done loading here in a second, I think. Hopefully. Playing Angry Birds? Cool. Come on. I want it to work right now. I know, I do too, baby. Um, hold on, if I send Oh, I know. Because you got too much crap on here. You got all these dumb games on here. What is it? I know, because I want to get what I, what I, what I don't have. You want to get what you don't have? No. What? What don't you have? I don't have the um, the um, the Wonder Woman um, the Wonder Woman costume. Oh, you want a Wonder Woman costume? Yeah, it looks very cute because <laughs> it looks very cute on on people who loves who loves the song of it. It does look cute on people. I bet it would look cute on you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Here, it's done updating. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Love you. Love you. She's my pride and joy. 
Oh man, let me tell you. She's the cutest, cutest damn thing. Okay, she left. I can talk about her. She gets up. Oh, what? Nothing. Okay. Love you. Just a free-for-all in the Spangler house. Um, oh, my God. I love her so much. She's so cool. Um, if you haven't had kids, try it out. It's pretty cool. You can always give them back if, you don't, if you're not enjoying yourself. You could be like Little Wayne. You could just quit. Still not working. Baby, I'll be up in a minute, okay? Get, get, get mom to help. Okay, I love you. Love you. Daddy's working. Uh. Yeah, and I saw from um, I saw from uh, the guys in Neck Deep, they, they tweeted as well, like, don't leave us. And they tagged him. Don't leave us. We love you and your crew. Yeah, it would suck. It would be, it would be shitty if, if he actually pulled out of the tour. I, I don't know. Uh, again, it could be more than just an ego thing. I mean, that's not how he made it sound, but, you know, maybe he's going through something. Maybe he just feels depressed or something you know you, you just never know i, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt i guess um because i know what it's like you know um i guess that's really all i have to say about it you know I don't, you know i feel like i'm beating a dead horse here but what are your thoughts let me know hit me up on instagram let me know what's going on um let's update maybe uh next week and see how it goes i hope he stays on the tour uh, because it was a fun show. I thought he did a great job. And uh... All right. Well, those are my thoughts. You know, it's always mixed emotions. I hope the guy uh, reconsiders, stays on the tour, finishes, finish, finishes strong, because it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, people want to see you, Wayne. Thank you all so much for listening to Tales from the Green Room. Happy Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, We'll see you next week. Uh, I got Drew Dockerell on uh, the next from Song Thrive podcast on the next episode. So look out for that next week. Um, HowieSpangler.com. Get some podcast merch. I want to see you sporting that that pineapple on your chest, baby. Um, TalesFromGreenRoom.com. If you want to support the podcast in that way, uh, hit me up with some voice memos let me know what's going on and uh yeah we'll talk to you soon this has been tales from the green room i'm howie spangler have a wonderful weekend peace out